All you need to know about the Colts in one place. The Colts Daily Update starts now. From the Power Home Solar Radio Studio, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, good evening and welcome to the Colts Daily Update. Tonight, I'm Matt Taylor with you for the next 15 minutes or so talking Colts football. Colts had the day off today, but they're back on the practice field tomorrow getting ready to install the game plan for Week 10 and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are up next. The Colts are 4-5, and five, winners of four of their last six. The Jags are 2-6, and six, but they've won two of their last three, including a 9-6 upset win over the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, where they racked up four sacks and had three turnovers on Josh Allen and company. The Colts and Jags have split the season series three years in a row, and the home team has won seven straight games in the series. And the Colts are looking to stack some wins together with eight games to play. Currently, the Colts have the 12th best record in the AFC, and they continue to trail the Titans in the AFC South by three games. The Titans also have that head-to-head tiebreaker on the Colts by virtue of their season sweep of Indianapolis. But if you look at the standings, 10 of the 16 teams in the AFC have either four or five wins. There's a log jam in the middle with six teams within one and a half games of each other battling for three wild card spots. So that gives the Colts hope with eight games to play, but they know going forward, hey, the margin for air the rest of the season, it's pretty slim. Coming out of their mini-bye week after playing on Thursday night last week, the Colts are still in wait-and-see mode on a few injuries. Right tackle Braden Smith suffered what the team initially thought was a triceps injury. Turns out that's more of an elbow injury, according to Frank Reich. And this is the latest issue with Smith. He suffered a thumb and a foot injury in the season opener against Seattle and wound up missing the next six weeks. Thursday was his second game back, but now we'll have to wait and see if he can get back on the practice field tomorrow. Elsewhere, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is still in the concussion protocol. He's had a rocky season as far as injuries are concerned as well. He's only played in two games. He missed the first five games after neck surgery and training camp, and then he played one game before missing the 49ers matchup with a quad. Then he came back to play against the Titans before suffering a concussion that kept him out last week on a short week. And then lastly, cornerback Xavier Rhodes is still battling his ongoing calf injury. Rhodes missed the first two games of the season with that and then has battled through it ever since. He played a season-low 55% of the snaps last Thursday, and we'll see what his status is tomorrow when the team gets back on the practice field. The Jaguars are monitoring injuries as well, some high-profile ones at that. Uh, Head coach Urban Meyer said on Monday that quarterback Trevor Lawrence and running back James Robinson will be limited some this week because of their injuries, but he expects both to play. Lawrence has an ankle, Robinson a heel. Meyer also said he feels good about left tackle Cam Robinson being able to go against the Colts with a back injury. All right, time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Chris Ballard on the next segment. He joined Colts Roundtable Live last night to discuss the Colts after nine games. He'll also talk about Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts pass rush, and the passing defense. That's coming up next here on the Colts Daily Update. We're back in a moment here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the Colts Daily Update with Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Welcome back again here on the Colts Daily Update. As promised, we're going to close out the show by listening back to Chris Ballard from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio program that airs every Monday night at 6 here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, this is a good chance to listen back on some of the things he had to say on the Colts after nine games, and he starts off with his assessment of the team lately and the way they're playing, having won four of their last six games. We're not at four and five. We're not where we want to be, but what I would tell you is we're getting better. Um, unequivocally, we're getting better. 
and that's been fun to watch. You know, we didn't we didn't play good football the first three weeks of the season, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but since that point, you know, starting with Miami, each and every week we've we've gotten better. Right. Um, we still not put together what I would say all three phases clicking yet. So that's good news. Um, but we're encouraged. I'm very encouraged about where we're going. Uh, the improvement we're making on, you know, in, in every phase, we've got definitely got things we need to work on and get better at. Um, but we like we like the direction we're heading. Carson Wentz has thrown 17 touchdowns, only three interceptions, been playing just fantastic football from his quarterback position. His passer rating is over 100 for the season so far. Chris, how pleased have you been with his play this season after making that trade for him last offseason? No, we're we're encouraged and we. You know, I mean, coming into, you know, no matter what, with even with Carson and Frank's relationship and past history, we knew there was going to be an acclimation period um, where, you know, he, he needed to get comfortable with what we were doing offensively, even though he had run a lot of it. There still were some new things that, that we do here that I know he didn't do in Philadelphia. Um, and also watching him each and every week you know, watching his confidence grow um, and watching the entire offense's, you know, offense's confidence grow um, has been good to see. I mean, you know, just especially starting to get some more continuity along the Mm -hmm. O-line, being able to protect him better. um, All those things have led to, you know, him being able to play, you know, play good football. And and staying at, at the quarterback position, the backup quarterback spot has been in flux this season. Um, Sam Ellinger is now the backup quarterback. What went into his elevation into that role, and and what's your confidence level on him as he now takes that spot after it was once possessed by Jacob Eason, uh, then Brett Hundley, and then now Sam Ellinger? Yeah, we we really liked what Sam was doing in the preseason. You know, and unfortunately, in that last preseason game, he had a he had a knee injury. Um, but you know, to Sam's credit, you know, even when hurt, he stayed engaged. Um, he's a student of the game. He's worked extremely hard. Um, we think he's a, he's a really good compliment, you know, as the number two, he's still, he's still a young player. Um, but we thought he had done enough in practice and, and worked and earned the right, um, to be the number two quarterback. Chris Ballard is with us tonight here on Colts Roundtable live on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, Jonathan Taylor, Chris is, is proving to be one of the best players in the NFL. He leads the NFL in scrimmage yards. Uh, he owns the two biggest runs of the season so far. Where have you seen him elevate his game in year two? And, and how satisfied are you with that pick moving up for him the way you did in 2020 in round two? <laughs> well, sometimes you get lucky. Um, <laughs> now you knew what you, you were know, doing I there. Mean, look, we, look, we, we thought we were getting a, a pretty special player when we moved up in the draft to, to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I thought the end of last year, you know, the last seven, eight games of the season, right. I don't think we're seeing anything different than we saw then. Um, you know, he, he had a little bit of a slow start, you know, last year, but once he got his footing and understood the speed of the game and, and what it, what it took to play in this league, you know, I, I don't see anything different than we saw at the end of last year. If I could tell you the one area that he's really worked on hard and improved on is in the passing game, because uh-huh. um, now he's now he's a threat in that area also. So no, he's a he's a complete back. He's he's a three down player. 
he's got some little things he's still got to improve on, but he's explosive and, you know, he's a, he's a home run waiting to happen. So very fortunate. He's a part of our team. He stands for everything we want to stand for. And, you know, he's a really, he's a really special, special player. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, going back to the start of the season, Chris, every season brings injuries, but the Colts have dealt with their fair share. Again, really, if you go back to the second or third day of training camp when Carson Wentz went out, how, how tough has the injury report been on you? I know you don't make excuses, but with the constant revolving door of, of injuries this team has had to deal with so far this season, how tough has it been on you to try to put the roster together and keep it competitive on the field? It's, it's just been in flux seemingly from the get-go here. Well, look, nobody nobody cares about your problems. And injuries are part of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens to everybody. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. We, we've got to do, you know, our pro staff does a tremendous job, but we've got to constantly be churning, you know, the roster and the practice squad, making sure we have the right guys um, that can move up and play. I mean, if you're on the roster in any capacity, whether you're on the 53 or you're on the practice squad, we consider you, you know, you, there's a, there's a good chance you're going to play. Right. Um, and it, and it's made it, it's made it tough, not only on, you know, the team, but also our coaches, you know, with the, you know, with all the, you know, influx of starters that we've had in and out. Um, but that's our jobs and that's what we have to do. We have to find a way to win. I mean, nobody, you know, it doesn't on Sunday, all they care is if you won or lost and, you know, who's playing and who's not playing, you know, that doesn't factor into the equation at the end of the day. So we got to do the best we can to make sure we have the best players um, for our coaching staff to give them a chance to win every Sunday. That's Chris Ballard with us, general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. This is Colts Roundtable live tonight, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Um, staying on offense, Michael Pittman Jr. having a breakout season. Chris, what are some things that have gone into his ascension, if you will, as the Colts' top target in year number two for him? Well, I mean, I you know, the transition playing wide out in college to the NFL, it's, it's different, you know, but just because, you know, you're, you're seeing more aggressive coverage, you're seeing a little more man-to-man. Um, and everything's tighter. And, um, but I thought you saw much like, much like Jonathan, I thought at the end of last year, you really saw Michael coming on Mm -hmm. and, you know, ended up with over a hundred yards in the playoff games versus Buffalo. Um, and then, you know, the second he hit training camp, you know, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't miss a beat. And I, and I'll tell you this, there's no one that wants to be that has this level of commitment to be great as Michael Pittman. He, he works. Um, he wants to be the best player he can for this team. He's always doing extra. He is driven uh, to be great. So we had a pretty strong feeling coming off last year that, you know, what we're seeing now was going to happen. Um, but it's been fun to watch it come to fruition. It's always fun when you see a player uh, work as hard as he has um, have success um and you know he's just a great example for other guys on the team you know when you put the time in and the work in good things will happen all right let's go over to the defense uh the colts are using a a pass rush by committee approach this year without a dominant pass rusher at the moment the colts don't have a guy that has seven eight nine sacks through nine games what's been your assessment of the pass rush here at the midway point of the season you know it's been it's been solid. You know, I think we're mid, I think we're right in the middle of the league and with 19 sacks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually missed some opportunities, um, you know, that, you know, fall in awesome sacks and, 
you know, I'm just thinking back to Baltimore and, and, you know, in Tennessee, we had some chance to get some sacks and we just didn't finish. Um, but I think the group's getting better without question. I do think we have a dominant player without question in Buckner and, and, you know, people are sliding. They, they do a lot to take Buckner away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Grover Stewart's, you know, the last couple of games, he's, he's done a really nice job affecting the quarterback. Um, and, you know, our young players between Pay and then Muhammad, um, you know, it's unfortunate with Lewis's injury because uh, Taekwon was playing really good football for us. Um, but we want to be able to play all of them. And we want them all to be able to affect the quarterback in some way. And I think as we go on through the season, you'll, you'll continue to see a rotation yeah. um, with all these guys trying to keep them fresh um, and seeing if we can't, you know, up our numbers a little bit here going forward. At linebacker, Chris, Darius Leonard, nine takeaways through nine games, and he's still not 100% on his ankle. Have you ever seen anything like that in terms of a guy having that much impact on games, on defense? Uh, the only um, like taking the football away. The only other guy I've been around is Charles Tillman. You know that had the same knack. Yeah. Um, stripping the football, um, and you know Darius has got a great knack of it, um, and also in big moments in big games. Sure. You know, when we need a play to be made, he finds a way to you know to get the ball out, um, and he did it in college, and you know usually that translates you know to the NFL, and he's done it every year. He's He's played here, so no, uh, he's playing and and getting the ball, and that's what our defense is about. I mean, I think we're, I don't know, tied for the league lead in, in, you know, turnovers, which, you know, usually leads to good things when you're able to take the ball away. Yeah, no doubt about it. In fact, your offense is number one in the NFL and points off of turnovers with uh, 77 points. Uh, lastly, Chris, on defense, that you giving up about 70% completion percentage this year, what's been your – assessment of the, of the passing defense, um, specifically when teams are down and they have to throw uh, to get back in the game, they have to throw on your defense to get back into the game? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. And something that, you know, last year, I'll tell you, we, at the, you know, we probably had one of our better years um, and the, qu- the quarterback completion percentage was down. It's something we got to tighten up. Our mm-hmm. defensive staff knows it. Our players know it. Um, and we've got to be better at the end of games, you know, without question. You know, losing Blackman um, and losing Corey, um, which will get Corey back here in a few weeks. But, you know, those are hits of safeties. And the guys that have filled in, Sadeo and Odoms and, and uh, you know, George Odom, um, you know, they've done, a, they've done a good job filling in. Um, but it's something we got to be. And a lot of it is some technique things that we think we can clean up and, you know, making sure we get the, you know, it, it's, you know, everybody says the rush. Well, you know, Russian coverage work together. Right. Um, and we've definitely had good moments, but it's something that, you know, our defensive staff, I know is working hard at and our players will work hard at. And I think we'll, I think we'll see some improvement as we go forward. That's Chris Baller, the GM of the Indianapolis Colts. And that was from Colts Roundtable Live last night. And for that full interview and the full show, you can check it out on Colts.com. The Colts mobile app has it and the Colts audio network anywhere you download your podcast. That's all the time tonight. We're up against an instant replay is next. I'm Matt Taylor, and we'll have more on the Colts and the Jaguars in Week 10 the rest of the week on the Colts Daily Update starting again tomorrow at 6 right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.